One, two, one, two. Test, test. One, two, one, two. They say they feel it, but they never feel it. On this grind, stacking money till it hit the ceiling. Don't group me with no niggas that ain't thinking billion. See, I'm focused on this dream, trying to make it realer. Look, who shit popping, niggas stop it. Wealth is in the mind, trying to get it to the pocket. And it's Jimmy. Yo, it's this is PS4080. And we have a very, a very, very special guest all the way out from Los Angeles. We knew him in Chicago. We know him now, even though even in New York. Alex Russell, you better get that right. How are you feeling? I'm just very happy to be here. My dude has a birthday coming up. When this episode releases, it will be your birthday. How does that make you feel? Well, do you decide what you want to do for your birthday? We gave you a lot of options. Um, what are you going to be doing with those jelly beans? <laughs> so far, you need whatever we're doing. I thought those were decorative. They were. Shout out to Ivana Marie, right. who gave us these giant bowl of jelly beans that yeah. were destroyed by Ryan. But, uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, this is the last of them. Well, I'm going to buy more. I'm definitely buying more. Because yeah. apparently they're... Do you want to guess how many are in here to eat the rest of them? People keep bringing them up. Like, the jelly beans. 80. Yeah. You 80. said eight? There's 80 definitely... Jellies. No, absolutely not. It's way less than 80. It's about, like, maybe 35. I would say he's closer. You would say he's closer? Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. Help him out. <laughs> Including the ones that were just in your hand. <laughs> Phil, I you, can't, you can't deplete the numbers after <laughs> I had a guess. Alex Russell. Yeah. The screenwriter extraordinaire. I'm, I'm going to say it now that you're the screenwriter extraordinaire. I don't give a fuck about anything else. What's your favorite movie of 2018? And why is it hereditary? Go. I haven't seen yeah. that. Oh, dude, go watch it. It's amazing. Uh, what is that one about? It's a horror, horror film. Horror. Yeah, I'm really into horror. That's now. not the one with John Krasinski. No, no, no. no, no that's no. a Quiet Place. Yes. yes. Yeah, yeah. I heard that one was just. I heard that one was all right. I didn't see the whole thing. I didn't see any of it actually. I would never pay money to see that movie. Okay, what's Hereditary about? Hereditary. I don't want to spoil it for the people that listen. All five of them, but uh, Hereditary is about pretty much um, family and just like the demons that travels with family pretty much you know what i'm saying like you know your mom did this so now you do this because as a result and it's kind of that but taking it to the horror film so it builds off of that it's really good it's good it's really good i hear it's very good i would honestly say it's my like if i was an, a member of the academy i would vote for that for the most best picture this year um i saw sorry to bother you three times in theaters i saw it once in the theaters what'd you like think it? I loved it. Yeah, I like that was good. Yeah. The horse, uh, the horses that are, uh, arrive at some point are pretty good. Yeah, it was a very equestrian yeah. film. That's one way to put it. I know. Yeah. I, thought, I thought it was weird because they went from Oakland to the Kentucky Derby. And it was like, I love the way that they travel and do that. Like that, The way they, they, they do that split between the two different areas is amazing. Yeah. Actually... There's a little Easter egg mm-hmm. connection to my life in that movie. Oh. Um, this lady who's in the movie, there's this little there's this little part where the main character gets hit in the head with a can of 
soda. Yeah. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there's this like YouTube tutorial video after like that. Mm-hmm. After that goes viral, there's like this YouTube tutorial video of this lady showing you how you can recreate that moment of the guy getting hit in the head with what? the soda can. Yeah, it's, it's ingenious. Yeah, uh, on top of your head for as a like a Halloween costume or something mm-hmm. like that. So she has all these people walking around with like oh, oh, cans yeah. half yeah. Like colliding with your head in real time, right? Yeah. So that lady who did that, her name is Thessaly. Mm-hmm. Thessaly. And she was in this pilot I made last year. Yeah. With uh, Zach? With Zach. Yeah. Um, oh, shit. Yeah, and she played this, uh, she played like a secret Nazi right. where <laughs> there was like a Tinder date between my friend and this lady who was like in her 40s at least. And she comes into the scene and she like brings this crystal penis that she like rubs on his face doing like energy work yeah. you know? <laughs> um, and then they end up in the bathroom together and like it's it's going down right but as you know things get things get uh, more developed her shirt comes off and then we as the audience as well as my friend notice that she has a swastika tattooed on her left shoulder but it's already like too late yeah yeah, yeah. i mean yeah we cut that (laughs) (laughs) we cut that scene right i wonder why uh but yeah she yeah she's in sorry to bother you and she also created the language for the sims the speaking gibberish yeah she freestyled all of that are you fucking kidding me <laughs> she made from up. sims one sims one it's to just now her, she also high just in it's just her just like we were talking to the mics right yeah now. yeah she was just like whatever go like she dude just she did spoke. it from sims one from like 1980 something to now bro that shit did not come out like 19 80s. like 1995 <laughs> to now yeah well she at least did the first one is that what that's insane? Like JRR Tolkien like making up that Elven language. All of them are impressive. Yeah, to me. All I feel like because uh, what JRR Tolkien did was he combined languages. What she did was she literally made up gibberish. Yeah, right. Like they're both like I don't want, I don't want to say if they're equal or not, but they're right. both very impressive yeah. to me. So yeah, the thing about the Sims language is that it seems like they're really saying shit. She inflects oh, so yeah, well. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah it, seem, it seems like there could be some kind of like one-to-one, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, etymological translation between this gibberish language and English, potentially. Mm-hmm. If you were, if you knew the like hieroglyphic code to run it back. Yeah. You know? Um, so I asked her about that. She said, no, she just completely made the shit up. Because there's no connection. That's, awesome. that's yeah. pretty. They, they tell yeah, her, like... That's like, what, like, Duolingo should do for April Fool's Day is, like, put out a, a, an expansion pack for, like, the Sims language. 
That would be yeah, amazing, right. like like a like a language pack yeah. or because no, that's, or even like fucking no, that's, ways or like Google Maps, like that's a voice. Well, the, the thing about the Sims and like to get into the nerd shit, but the thing about the Sims is that they do have a lot of expansion packs. They right. do have yeah, a lot yeah, of like yeah, things, like they just like keep adding onto content. Right. That's why like Sims One lasted like a decade, and then yeah. Sims Two lasted like seven, and you know because like they just add and add and add yes, onto yeah. it. So they could do something like that where they'd be like, oh yeah, now we're the bilingual Sims. Right. And it'll be like her doing that in Spanish now, like making like gibberish Spanish. Right. And like you may may be able to like do a one for one. And that'd be kind of interesting. And I'm pr- I, I can guarantee fucking tea that. Yeah. that there have been people studying. If she did all of them, people studying yeah, her right, work, right. like literally like linguistically. Yeah. Like linguists and like colleges doing it exactly for sure, dude. For sure. Yeah, because the intonation of it—it's so real. Like when they like, do they do they give her like I I would ask her if she was here. I would ask her, do they give her like scenarios? Like you're on fire. Tell someone that you want to get off of fire, like out of fire or whatever. Do this. I I think that's probably exactly how they did it. Okay. Like here's the situation. Go. Yeah. Go in. Like just make a sound. Yeah. it's not any words, but it, expresses what the situation is. She, she, and whoever else helped or whatever, the whole staff did an amazing job. Because Sims, the language, is one of the main points of going back to Sims. Like straight right. up, it literally is. I don't know who doesn't like. Like if you like the Sims, you like the language. Right. You have to. Like crying. my Sims always just ended up dying so quick. Yeah, for sure. I always thought I was gonna get the big house. Yep. And a family that it's kind of like, like real life. Just they throw everything. Up in the pool, or they yeah. would like throw up in just indefinitely. Like, throw up. Like, <laughs> they would throw up indefinitely. Or, like there would be too much <laughs> trash in the house, and like everyone would die. Holy shit, bro! Like uh, one of the, actually the people I follow, they they did this like series called Thirteen Deadly Sims, Sims Thirteen Deadly Sims, where they yeah. try to kill all like all the staff members. They made them all Sims, and they try to kill them using each way that you die in Sims. And like literally, like some of them were hilarious. Like you'd die from loneliness, so they just blocked yeah. off one sim in like yeah. a room, and he like died eventually. Like they fed him and everything, he just died of loneliness. Right. He like you know the the Reaper came and took him. Yeah, yeah, Sims now so is in t- like Sims now to where it was when we were kids. Yeah, it's just ten times more intense. Yeah. It's like you can literally have. I remember when they introduced kids in genealogy, like. It was wild. Dude, that same level as like Ready Player One, I feel like that's how people treat The Sims. Like there's certain people who yeah. like, it just sucked into that world. Yeah, and like true life. projecting yeah. themselves into yeah. it. Yeah. They don't even have like any like grasp on like reality. Oh, have you ever seen that? There's actually a really good documentary. I don't know. You probably would like it a lot about this guy who uh, he's technically an artist and he had like a really bad anxiety disorder or something like that. He was like, he literally could not live by himself. He needed to have like a caretaker. And he was really into miniature dolls. Mm-hmm. And like he would just like make these miniature doll like scenarios and stuff like that. And the town just kept growing. And like he kept just kept building it and building it and building it. And it became to the point where it was so complex that like you could look at his miniature thing and like by the second know exactly what every single piece was gonna be doing because he just built it that way. And now he's like a world renowned artist and like this new newly discovered like art form of like miniature like dolls and just like okay. stuff like that. Have you seen a synaptic in New York? I've, yeah. I've always been meaning to see it. I haven't seen it. Okay, so that's this movie where, speaking of loneliness, mm-hmm. it's about loneliness, kind of, a lot. Yeah. But this guy is an artist who 
or a playwright who keeps making his sets bigger and bigger and bigger mm-hmm. such that eventually his set is the entire city of New York as a replica in oh, this shit. big like airplane hangar but his wife is an artist who's making things smaller and smaller and smaller mm. so that eventually she has this she has like a gallery where you go in and to look at her art you have to look through a microscope right to see what is what is the actual yeah miniature painting or whatever that's amazing connecting in new york yeah Yeah. speaking of dying with loneliness (laughs) (laughs) wait 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 wait. to this movie wait 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 Speaking of building fake houses, miniatures, and loneliness, hereditary, going back to it, you'll like it because the first scene, you're actually looking at a dollhouse, what you think is a dollhouse, and it like pans into this dollhouse, and then you realize that it's actually not the dollhouse, it's actually the house that's being shot from the treehouse. Right. Like, is that, like, that shot, and as it goes closer and closer and closer, these, everything starts moving because they're not dolls, they're actually humans. So the entire thing is kind of also building around like what is real, what is fake, what is miniature, what's big. Like, and the the mom is actually like a miniature. She's also like an artist of this type, like a miniature doll type stuff. It's you have to see this movie. Like you have to see this movie. I get scared easily. Bro, watch it here, man. Hmm. Straight up, watch it here. Yeah. Yeah, we guys call me. Dude, I'll I'll invite Chai. I'll invite invite the whole crew, bro. We'll all be here. Okay. Yeah. I'm scared enough just walking around. Dude, dude, I live in a perpetual state of fear. Yeah, me too. The thing is, you have to get used to that fear, internalize it, and uh, I want to say make it better, but you can't. You just right. just drive no, through it. Just it. everything just continues to degrade and get worse. Well, I mean, yeah, but you have to find your spot in it, right? You need some jelly beans. Exactly. Bro, those are not real. <laughs> those are rocks. <laughs> Did you ever see that movie with the kid uh, and his like dog run away? Bro, I swear to God, eighty is way closer to the answer. No, no, it is not. It is not closer. Okay. You've eaten ten since I've I said eighty. Ten. All right, two, four, six, eight, ten, twelve. 14. Just pour them out and count them. See, like half is like twenty right there. It's still closer than thirty-five. Eighty is le- no. Yeah. Forty. Forty is. You think it's forty in there total? Yeah. Plus yeah. ten. So fifty. Yeah. I was talking about something else. All right. How how did, how's living in L.A.? Hold on. Back to you di- <laughs> back to dying of loneliness. Yeah. <laughs> and the Sims. Right. <laughs> People are gonna when listen I was to this a kid. Yeah. I had two hamsters. Did they eat each other? One of them killed the other one. That always and happens. And the remaining one died of loneliness. That is... It's the saddest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> but how did he kill them? No, ha- no hamsters do that, though. Hamsters are super territorial. Did he territorial. Him? Did he scratch it? Like, how, do you, how does a hamster kill another hamster? Fucked him to death. Fucked him to death? Yeah. He loved him too much. I, I, don't, I don't really know what yeah. was the final blow, but they, they had... They were beating the shit out of each other. They were, like, slap boxing. What the fuck? Yeah. No, hamsters do that, man. Hamsters I mean, there wasn't, it was close quarters. It was like you guys. Yeah. Like you and there. Yeah. 
We don't slap box each other, yeah. though. I know, but this got to be. That what it's gonna come to eventually. Eventually, hamsters live in the other one's gonna die. I never leave. We we never leave the apartment. Hamsters only live a couple years. Imagine your entire lives here. To star, we do the same. Shit, we need to move into a and and your apartment is is controlled by a child who really doesn't like picking up. Your droppings. <laughs> well, we also help. We also so help that job. Your apartment is just filling up with shit. Yeah, constantly. Alex, did and you it's just you and Brian you just take it out on each other? Why is there so much shit here? <laughs> There's so much shit. Stop shitting. One of you would eventually kill the other one. Yeah. Imagine you couldn't leave. And then you, you can't go out. This is, door does not exist. Yeah. That it's is disturbing. So much shit. Shit is piling up, beating shit out of each other for years. And then one and then of one dies, you. And then you would be the one that died. Yeah. And, and, and then you. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely you. I don't know why, but sure. And then, uh, well, one of you. Yeah. yeah. And then and, a third one then, appears, and he has a limp, and he doesn't have a limp, and he walks into the hamster wheel, right. goes away. Anyway, the I'm, make, I'm making a usual suspects joke. Oh, okay. The remaining one. Right. Would die as well. Yeah. And that's what happened to my hamsters on a very compressed time scale. <laughs> it's really what sad. Are you just block that part out in your in your head. Yeah, I think it's just too dark of a time for you. I think I deleted. Yeah. Can we get can, separated myself? Can we turn to a lighter note? Can we turn to this? Note? Yeah, yeah. I, I I know it's gonna be hard to uh, imagine. Okay, I think no, no, no. I just I just want to just want to turn to a lighter scale because people don't know this that Alex was one of my closest friends in college right. easily, um, and we pretty much discovered you know I or at least I discovered rap journalism around the time I was hanging out with Alex in like a more serious light. Yeah. Like I read a lot. Uh, I opened my mind to more rap when I was around Alex, yeah. Alex, Shy, and everybody. But specifically Alex, Alex was always way out there. Like Alex was like, "Yo, I'm gonna go and listen to this." Right. So I just kind of want to get you to at least talk about these two artists because you put me on seriously with these two artists more than I ever was on these two, Ooh. and that is Soldier Boy and Lil B. You were the guy that totally were like, you need to listen to these. I mean, obviously the Chief Keefs oh, wow. and everything like that. But you okay. definitely were like, yo, Soldier Boy is nice. You're sleeping on him. And then Lil B, you're like, dude, you don't, you don't understand how good he is. Yeah, well, that was kind of this period. So we started college in fall of 2009. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So that was like, that was post Soldier Boy's pop. Smashes. Blow up, like, kiss me through the phone, crank right. that, all that shit. It's mm-hmm. like, post that. And, like, 2010 comes. And then he starts, he really, like, took a lot from from Bass God. Mm-hmm. And together they created this thing that changed my entire life. <laughs> 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 Pretty Boy Swag came out in 2000. Pretty Boy Swag is yeah. one of the, you know, I still play that parties. If I have if I have the if I have the alt court, I play Pretty Boy Swag. It has to be played. It's it's an ace card. Yeah. Like it that and like Hard in the Paint. Yeah. Oh, let's do it. You know what's crazy? Mm-hmm. It's like a lot of those songs that that 
just are undeniable even today. Yeah. Like came out in like 2010. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, there was something going on back then. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you remember like what I tried to show you at that time? It was probably 2010. At that time, I know you definitely tried to show me um, that one video we had when he was outside of his front yard, again like a gate. And like some like like family came and started parking their minivan, and he like tried to like move up to next to the minivan, and they were just like no no no, and he was just like whatever, mm-hmm. and they kept like doing his bass guy dance. It was a little B song. Yeah, it's a little B song. You definitely try to show me the one where he has like fire and behind him on a mixtape cover. Um, yeah, there's it, a lot of those. Yeah, he does the flames. The exactly. Flame, yeah, yeah. Flame. I just remember you and Jacob BB doing this dance. Over and over again. You can't see it because of the podcast, but you guys were doing this dance over and over again. And I was like, yo, what is that dance? And why is this song so fire? Yeah. And why can I understand every single word he's saying? Right. That was another thing. Like, Bass God raps in such a cadence that you knew every word yeah. that he was saying. I, I, I know people, people joke about this kind of thing, but it, he really, like, gained access to a different part of your mind. Yeah. You know? And at the time, I was very vulnerable. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I didn't know what I was doing in life. I thought it was important to seem smart. Mm -hmm. I thought it was important to go to school. Mm -hmm. Things of that nature. But there was there must have been something in me that just wanted to release all of that, and I think that's that's really what he was accessing, which is kind of making a hand motion. Yeah, <laughs> being right. free. Yeah, being free. Um, you know, allowing yourself to say something stupid <coughs> on the record. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then re- almost like reveling in it. Exactly. Reveling yeah, owning in it. it. Yeah. Owning it, embracing it, and understanding that that's a part of you. Yeah. Bitches on my dick because I look like Jesus is still one of my favorite rap lines ever spoken. <coughs> ever. Yeah, it's like that's just some shit that would come to your mind. Yeah. And then the, you know, what, whatever Freud, the ego, the super yeah. ego filters that out. Yeah. And you're like, no, I'm not going to say that. And Lil is just like, fuck it. Yeah. Let's yeah. just say it. Let's see what's yeah. going You know, the crazy, thing is, the crazy thing is, so many people have built their careers on the back of Lil B, and like the Lil B style. And it's 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 pretty impressive. And, he, and you he could he tell he. Like, cry as a rapper? Like, bro, his so album was I'm Gay. Yeah. And it was, I don't know if you, how you guys feel about the album, but to me, that was when I actually sat down and listened to Lil B. I don't know why. I was like, yo, I'm just going to listen to this I'm Gay album because it's such a like, controversial title and I know it's not his best but it was still very fucking good bro like he invented most of this internet shit yeah that everybody he made it too it, it was like him and him and Chief Keef I got like it's crazy like the, the influences both of them have yeah and Chief Keef was largely influenced by Lil B 4,000% sure like his first his first song that blew up, Lil B was on the remix. He did that. Yeah. It's crazy. You know, we wouldn't we wouldn't have like anything. Yeah. It's crazy. It this internet era is like it, it's 
the, the three like triumvirate of this internet era, I would say would be Soldier Boy, Will B, Chief Keef. Like you you mix them together in a ball, you get a good percentage of all the new artists that are coming out. Yeah. Yes, there's differences. I obviously like they're all everybody's bringing their creative stuff oh, stuff into sure. it, but for like sure. you're definitely being influenced. Like I can hear like oh you're going that way because they're doing this or oh you're going that way because X Y Z like it's like I tell people all the time like when the first time I heard three like bitch I'm 300 or whatever it is, I'm 300 mm-hmm. like I just knew oh this dude is gonna be different like it's we were in Chicago yeah and like the way that Chicago reacted to it was what like set me over the top it was like yeah this song was good but then you play it anywhere at any time and everybody's stopping doing what they're doing to like fucking throw up gang signs like to a song about a specific gang like, <laughs> like you know what I'm saying like it's it's crazy the energy that came out of it the energy that comes from a little B song everybody's doing the fucking so- the, the cooking dance mm-hmm. to this day it's wild and yeah. you know I always tell people this story about me and you walking to the walking in uh, the cafeteria Cobb and you telling me about Kendrick's album and I'm telling you about Chief Keef's album or Chief Keef's single and we're like that's like the total opposite of what we would normally which, do. Right, which is funny because I'm trying to relate to you, yeah. and you're trying to relate to me. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, you know I'm, you know, <laughs> yeah. That, that's hilarious. Yeah, because they both came out the same day, uh, and I went up to James and I was like, "Yo, how about that new Kendrick? This is great." Yeah, and you were like, "How about that Love Sosa?" <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Of course, yeah. like yes, of course." I remember that day like it was yesterday. Yeah. He's wearing a blue Gucci sweater. Yes. Yeah. And it was just like, it was so wild because I think a lot of people assumed that he would be done mm-hmm. after Don't Like. I did. All of a sudden, people thought that Wave was going to be over. And then Love Sosa was sort of this like crowning, like, no. Right. Yeah. Also, I'm. Album coming out, you know. I just I will always forever remember that red line scene, where it's just the image of the red line going to Garfield. You know, at the beginning of Love, right. so, uh, the uh, it's either at the middle or the end of Love Salsa. It's just the picture of the red line going to Garfield. It's just like, which we have done exactly. And that was so crazy about being in Chicago during that time. Yeah, it's like we felt, even though we were completely not a part of it. Nope. That something was happening around us for the first time. Yeah. It was, it, time we were, it was near the end of our time at school, but the whole time we felt like we were in this bubble that yeah. was away from all the shit that we liked, and then it was like a, it was like a bomb. Yeah, like went off right within a mile radius of where we were. Bro, Chance and Vic were on like sixty fifth and Kimbark. Like they they were right there, you know exactly. what I'm saying? Like like it it was no, they were even closer. Like. Exactly, and then it was really time for us to leave. And then we were like, yeah, we have to go home because our parents are not going to pay for more time to go to Chicago. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Yeah, it felt like Chicago was just kind of heating up as we were finishing up college. Yeah, we saw the Yeezus, the thing on the wall. We saw that. Yeah, and I think that's a big part of why... I think that's a big part of why we were pushed to in, in the directions that we were. Mm-hmm. Because it's hard to try and break into a world that seems completely out of reach to you. Mm. 
you know but if it feels like it's happening around you then you're like okay like I can get involved in this way or that way or whatever And then moving to New York was like the next big step. Yeah, that was it. It's the plot point. Yeah. One of my favorite memories ever is when we uh, interviewed uh, what's his name? Uh, shit. What is his name? Nate Fox. Oh yeah. Oh, With yeah. trap money Benny in the background. Right. I, which of course we probably both thought about recently. Yes. Because of Trey. And my feelings. That was my first ever solo interview was Trap Money Benny. I called him up oh, the next week right. and it was like, I need to oh, interview. This is it. a cool story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, one of one of the first uh, I feel like you told me this story. One of the first interviews I, I told yeah, I told you this part. I didn't tell you the Trap Money Benny. Yeah, part. one of one of the first interviews I did, I went to this office in Chicago. Elevator, Elevator, which Still is here. now like a big YouTube yeah. account that makes all these videos and was back then, but just getting started. This was like 2012. Introduce the world to Key. Elevator did. Yeah. They did. They shot like multiple of his first videos. Huh. Yeah, that's how I found it. I, I'm pretty sure that's how you found out about him too. Um, we got his mixtapes together. Well, actually, I found about. I found out about Key because of that same day. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, they 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 had the uh, their mixtapes like laying on the f- table. No, and we that were just... was Tezo. No, but Tezo and Key were together at that time making the, music. Uh, they may have had a song. Oh, okay. Like, okay, so so I go to this. I go to the elevator office in Chicago. Mm-hmm. I had a I had a, a car at the time. I should have had a super. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was lit. What color was it? It was silver. And, <laughs> and I brought James with me. Mm-hmm. Because, for reason. No, because we you guys were having a party in your apartment. And I remember I came downstairs. I was like, yo, where's Alex? And they were like, oh, he's downstairs in the room. So I went downstairs in his room. And he was just like pacing back and forth. And I was like, bro, are you okay? And he told me what was happening. I was like, do you want someone to go with you? And he was like, yeah. I was like, do you want me to go with you? Like, yeah. So I was like, okay, I'll go with you. Right. Wow. Yeah. Okay, so I brought James to one of the first uh, Q and A's I did, yeah. or like maybe it was a profile. I don't know some interview, and I was super excited because I didn't think they were gonna ever let me do this. And I brought James with me. It was right after Chance's mixtape uh, came out, and it was like super a, hot. Like a week later. Yeah, so there was just like one guy who was super, who was like the main producer on it. Even though I found out later there's a bunch. Um, but so we went to go see him. He just happened to be in Chicago at the time. And I brought James with me. And in that office, it was him. It was Nate Fox. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it was Trap Money Benny, who was wearing joggers and Jordans. Yeah, that's the first time I've ever seen joggers. And he was, <laughs> he was like making a beat in the background that sounded crazy. And the first thing he said to me was, do you know who I am? Hmm. And I was like, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, man. I yeah. didn't. And he's like, oh. He's like, you know who Nate is and I mean? Yeah. There's like this friendly like competition between them, I guess. Pittsburgh. Uh, and I brought, yeah, I brought uh, James with me. And we asked him all these questions. And I think Benny like sort of sat in. 
No, Benny was in the back making a beat the entire time. Yeah. The entire time. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and like at the towards the end when I dabbed him up, I was like, "Hey, man, I have this new website that I'm trying to get started. Uh, we calling it Native Sun. Do you want like? Do, would you mind being the first interview that we do?" And he was like, "Yeah, just give me a call." So right. I was like, "I bet, but I need your phone number." And I got his phone number <laughs> and I dabbed him up. And then Alex is playing it cool in the cut. Alex like dabs up Nate, dabs up Trap Money, but he was like, "Yo, I'll sh- send you the link when it's up." And we went to your car. We drove, we were on, uh, what was that highway? Is it Lakeshore Drive? Yeah. We're on Lakeshore Drive. We're driving back to, you know, campus. And he just pulls over, and we just both sit there, and then we just both just start geeking out. Mm-hmm. And we're just like, yo, this is what we do for the rest of our fucking right. lives. Yeah. This is it. <laughs> this is it. That was amazing. Then we go get Valois, and then we go, both go home. And we were, like, on 10, like, two weeks later. Like, for wow. the entire two weeks, we were on 10. Yeah. And I called Trap Money Bunny. I interviewed him. And the, the interview was all right. It didn't really go that great. But, yeah. like, I always would laugh now because I was just telling people, like, all the time, like, yeah, Trap Bunny was dope. <laughs> I don't know so what happened. Funny. That's yeah. so funny because I would be so heated if you did some shit like that what? today. <laughs> like, if we went to go do an interview and then you were like, yo, I got this website, bro. I, w- I wouldn't do that. I would not do that, dude. <laughs> I know. I would literally be like quiet the entire time. Like I'd just be like quiet, like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah. But you were like, I have a website, bro. It's like the website website wasn't even started yet. No, no, no. It started, <laughs> and, but like okay. So my idea was, I was like, I had this. We were called Native Sons. It was gonna be me, you, Alex, Shia, and somebody else, and we we're all gonna write like constantly. Mm-hmm. So I had like everything, like all of our names out, all the passwords, just all our names and stuff like that. And I was like, okay, nobody's writing. So I was like, yo, if I write one thing a month, they'll have to, like, they'll see yeah. the traction, they'll have to write it. So I literally wrote one, like, long ass piece. Yeah. I think you told me Yeah, that. for like three weeks. Yeah. And, like, it populated our website like crazy, but everything was like 500 to 1,000 words each. Like, literally, I would just sit down and write for like three hours straight. It was ridiculous. Yeah. It made no sense. I was writing about no name rappers. Going in deep, going in depth, like it was crazy. I remember when I did the Migos interview, uh, the Migos, uh, not interview, but the Migos review. Your response, your co- your comment was, "What are you serious?" And I was like, <laughs> "Yeah," and you were like, "Thank you, this is fire." <laughs> and that was it. <laughs> that was it, dude. I do not recall that for the YRN album. Yep. Um, wow. So that's like five years ago. Yeah, about five and years ago. Wow. Yeah, that actually was the reason that you told him to link up with me. Yeah. Yeah. And then that happened. Yeah. <laughs> and now the world, yeah. now the world blames you How for all How does that feel? It's great. For your whole lives to be a function of my decisions. No, no. <laughs> definitely not that because it, it takes both of our initiative to go and right. do it. But honestly, the first time I met Brian, I like it was just bound to happen. Dude. Yeah, the first time I met Brian, I like immediately knew like, oh, we're gonna be yeah. close friends. Yeah, like I was like, oh yeah, definitely. He's he's cool. Too much of our lives have been intertwined. Yeah, yeah. So That's I beautiful. <laughs> thank you. I guess uh, I think Brian's about to pass out. Yeah. Um, so I normally we talk about like what albums we've been listening to, but I feel like this could go really deep. I'm sorry, but don't go to sleep yet. Why? Because I want to keep going. 
<laughs> just is, give it a little bit. Okay. Give okay. A little more yeah. time. All right. Yeah. I'm going to take a power nap real quick then. Okay. <laughs> All right, me and James. Yo, can right. you stay here? Okay. Yeah. If something if something gets really interesting, you yeah. can perk up. I this is what do you want to talk about? Do you want to go more in depth in like the beginnings, or what do you want to do? Mm. I'm just reflecting now. Yeah, these jelly beans. So tell five me years ago, you know, it's crazy. I've been yeah. thinking a lot about like the next five years mm-hmm. because I feel like I just kind of got to the beginning of what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah. I feel like I just kind of got to the beginning of. I feel I feel like I just got to the starting blocks. Mm-hmm. You know, this year I I signed with the agency. You know, congratulations! I can finally be in the rooms that I need to be in. Right. You know, I can finally give people. And you feel like you belong there too. No. Or you don't. No. I mean, not belong there like socially, but belong there like you have the qualifications. No. Still. No, I feel like a fraud constantly, which is bad because when I think about it... You're just being too self-critical then. No, yeah, when I think about it, it's like most of most of the shit I'm competing against is terrible. Mm-hmm. Most of the shit on TV is terrible. Mm-hmm. It's really bad. So when I compare the things that I'm working on to that, it's like, okay, I, I should be here. Mm-hmm. I am a valuable asset to this industry. Yeah. But normally you're in your own head and you're like, bro, like, I'm doing? trash. I'm like, don't deserve anything. I'm a child, you know? I almost feel like that sometimes, that feeling can lead you to forcing yourself to fit in, which would be limiting your creative ability. You know what I'm saying? Like, can, it's, it's daunting and it's something that I probably need to work on on myself as well. But when you feel like you don't fit in, sometimes lean into that. Because they've already hired you. They've already signed you on, right? Because yeah. they like something that you're doing. So even if you think that you don't belong, for whatever reason you feel like you don't belong, lean into it. Because that makes you the individual, correct? That makes you Alex Russell. Yeah, I think you're exactly right. And it's like, people, yeah, people took notice because it's like, oh, this is this is some different shit or like this is offset like we should give this a chance exactly. and then if you come in and you're just like everyone else then that's like like they, they, they wait yeah like me made a mistake yeah. you know what I'm saying yeah so when so when I start to think about it I'm like the last five years were monumental in yeah, terms amazing. of the changes that um steps that I took you know and the next five years should be exponential because Mm. I already five years ago I was starting with nothing literally no connections in the industry Mm -hmm. no connections to anything I wanted to do Mm -hmm. just a complete blind step leap of faith into some shit like I made a fucking Twitter account you know, yeah. because this is what I wanted to do. But now I have, I know everybody I could ever need to know. I have a portfolio. I have the ability to um, write a movie script or a pilot in a matter of a month mm-hmm. if I need to. And I have an agent. So it's like, 
anything from now should just be it should just be the next the next level yeah you know and again you like get into your own head and you're thinking damn like it's taking so long for me to get to that next plateau or whatever but then you forget about where you started you forget that you literally had nothing going on right also you forget about a few years ago you also forget about how short time is five years if you think about it it took us 22 years to get out of school yeah. And you've had five years in this dope and you made these moves. To yeah. give yourself only five more to make exponential moves is to me almost a disservice to yourself. Because while it may take you longer to do or make bigger changes, that's not necessarily a negative thing. Just because you started something now at late twenties doesn't mean you won't become the dopest motherfucker by your fifties. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We have our whole lives. Exactly. But I feel like nowadays, especially with like the way that social media is kind of constantly, not just social media, but just like all the forces are constantly pumping in. Like you have to get successful quick. You can't, you can't like wait on it. You have to be quick, 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 quick. That sometimes people don't realize that the dope shit that they have, it needs a more incubation period. Yeah. It needs some more time. I mean, the dude like. Obsession with youth. Yeah. Obsession with. I mean, Brian Gilligan, Gillian, whatever his name, who made Breaking Bad, took fucking years to sell that right. script. Years. And now he's considered one of, if not, like, one of the greatest television screenwriters of all time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's true. So, like, I feel like if people were like, oh, you, you didn't, you, you're 29, what are you doing? Yeah. I mean, you're Jay-Z's always that classic example. Exactly. As a you know what I'm saying? Like, what? What do you? Why are you still doing that? Because that's your passion. Right. And if it's your passion, you have to continue following it. Yeah, I mean, I was thinking the other day about how I will just, I will put in the next thirty years. Yeah. Just, I'll put in thirty years. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And then what else? What else do I have to do, than do the thing that I've been trying to do? Yeah. Right. Is this Are you happy? Yes, then keep doing it. You have two options. You could either be in jail for 30 years or you could do your passion for 30 years. Mm. Yeah, I feel like if I was in jail, though, I would really... I would get so much done. Oh, you just want a space right. to just clear your head <laughs> you and just work. So books. You would read so much. You would come out with like eight yeah. screenplays, ten pilots, a few novels. I mean, hey, that's you could go to WeWork if you want. But we were, uh, you don't even have your you don't even have your own cell in we were. No, you don't. You, <laughs> you don't. Have, you have a couch. You're sitting there with a bunch of other people. Yeah. You don't have your own kitchen. That's the thing is you need your own space in this yeah. life. Yeah. So let, so we're all moving to Montana. I would love to do. I was just thinking about that. So it's my birthday. Mm-hmm. Going to Montana. Yeah, it's my birthday in a second, and mm-hmm. I was thinking maybe I'll just rent a place in the middle of nowhere for a month. Yeah. What's and the best season to go to Montana, I wonder? Probably now. Probably right fall. now. It would be yeah, beautiful. Like fall, yeah. 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 And I would just give There's like two national I would parks give my Montana. phone yeah. to like you guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And tell you to mail it to me in a month. Right. You know, yeah. charged. Of course. But <laughs> I mean now you're asking too much. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, and I 
I think during that time I would I would just get I would get stuff done and I would recalibrate my whole yeah. approach. Yeah. You know. That's possible. Sometimes like sometimes you need that silence to get out of your fucking head. Which yeah. seems like that's the time that you would be in your head. But just, just go that to a whole another country altogether, dude. That would work. Go to Portugal or something. Yeah. Yeah, I'd be down. I have my passport. Bro, you have the, the world is your oyster, like the the phrase goes. Is that, is that, a, is that how that goes? Yeah, the world's your oyster. I never understood that. But you don't understand why the world's because your oyster. Of the pearl. The pearl, and also back in the day, oysters were super expensive and oh, like okay. a luxury item. So like, oh, the world is your it's luxury just item. A weak reason to me. That's For a oysters. Stretch. Yeah. I don't know. It seems pretty right. I, don't I know. think probably because we've heard it so many times. Right. Definitely. There's, there's a lot of uh, sayings like that. Yeah. Yeah, like don't slap your chicken with the mustard. What does that mean? Excuse me. I'm sorry. <laughs> don't you made that shit up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was so quick. <laughs> no, don't slap the chicken with the mustard. That sounds like something white people would say. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. It's like a farm, farmlands, farmlands, yeah. farmlands. Um, you got, you got any other sayings? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, five cows slip. Three pigs fly. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, that's so true. Yeah. Though. Like, every time five cows slip, three pigs fly, dude. It's wild. That's true. Was that Mob Deep? Yeah. It's Prodigy. Smack with bitch at Prodigy. Yeah, that's Tupac. Yeah. That's a Tupac quote, not a line. <laughs> he said that. <laughs> Including the Prodigy part. Like, he, yeah. the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. He said that, and then he said prodigy. <laughs> he said that's my favorite prodigy quote. <laughs> I'm a big Mob Deep fan, guys. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tupac was the biggest Mob Deep fan. Dude, everybody knows it. Like, when he said, "Don't y'all want to? Don't one of y'all got sickle cell?" Yeah, he was like concerned. Yeah, <laughs> please go get. Go. He was like, "Get treatment." Yeah, seek treatment. <laughs> I have no you beef have with you. I can tell. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't this insurance shit a racket? Like, he, he was so ahead of his time, dude. 95, talking about fucking health insurance. Yeah. Yeah, this, you know, and Hit Him Up is really interesting to me because, you know, one of the big, the biggest rules in screenwriting is, mm-hmm. is to enter the scene late mm-hmm. and exit early. Meaning it's like, if some kind of like fight is happening, right? Maybe you want to enter that scene like as soon as it is starting rather than getting into all the context beforehand. You want to just open and it's happening. You know what I mean? And I felt, I always felt like hit him up is a good instance of that because he says, that's why I fucked your bitch, you fat motherfucker. motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah. But he... You felt that anger on him, and you don't even really know the context, but you do. Yeah, what's I'm, yeah, what I'm saying is he's saying that's why yeah. I fucked your bitch, you fat motherfucker. Yeah. But what is why? Right. He doesn't say why. Yeah. He enters the scene late as though it's already been established it's, why he fucked yeah. his bitch. It's that. that that's why. That. As yeah. though that is referring to something that's already widely known because i remember you were talking about like how a lot of music journalism like 
doesn't assume that the audience doesn't know who the artist is. So you do this whole backstory and introduction, whereas it should be like, what's the conversation with this artist like, assuming that we already know who it is. Exactly. Yeah. Every every piece includes 50% exposition for no reason. Yeah, we all know who it is. Yeah, it'll be like, oh, what's about hip hop journalism? Kanye yeah. West, you know. Right. As, that was one of the things famous for yeah. the college dropout, yeah. you know. As a fashion brand, used to make yeah, beats, but now has started to rap. Yeah. You know, like starting that shit. That shit kills me, and that's one of the reasons why I hate blogging and shit like that. Right. Is because for some reason now it's not only that the writers are trained to do that, but the readers are trained to look for that. And like I know a lot of, and I like yeah. read comments. There are a lot of readers that will not consider it a good piece of journalism or Just blogging or whatever unless there is that exposition. Stupid. But 95% of people aren't reading, period. Right. So who am I really talking to? But, I mean, listen, if people aren't reading, that means your readers are a limited resource and you have to, I guess, cater to them. I don't know, man. I'm just... I just they should, we should teach them better. I mean, yeah, but we should I do know that from... a lot harder, but it's just like... We should do that from beginning, though. Example. We should do that from, like, third grade on. Right. Not just when they're 27 and now learning how to fucking read hip-hop journalism. Or 21 or 18, 19. It's not a journalist's job to teach you how to read. Yo. I guess, yeah, that's true. Yo. Why do you... <laughs> why do you think it is that he fucked his bitch? Because Faith Hill was gorgeous. Or Faith Evans? Or was Faith Hill? It's Faith Hill, right? Yeah. She was gorgeous back then, number one. Number two, she was Biggie's wife. Number three, he's Tupac, considered one of the most like attractive dudes in rap at the time, if not one of the most attractive dudes on the planet. And he could do it. And he had beef with Biggie. So that's five reasons I gave you right there. That's all you need to know. So, but you think that's what he was referring to when he said that's why? I mean, I think... What else could it be? There was some song like... Uh, Maybe he was referring to... Something that had been said recently. No, who shot you? His yeah, response to who but, shot you. Yeah, maybe it was like, yeah, maybe it was like who sh- who shot you came out, and he was like, see. But again, that's really why <laughs> he fucked that up. bitch shit that you just said. Yeah. On who shot you? That's why. But the whole song wasn't even aimed at him. Like literally, there's not a single bar aimed right. at Tupac. They just happened to drop while their beef started. And that beat is so fucking hard. Who shot you? Or yeah, who shot you? Both. Yeah. Both. Oh, I see it now listed as like the greatest diss rap of all time, diss record of all time. Which one? Who sh- um hit him up? Yeah, it's up there. It, uh, what's your favorite one? Ether, of course. Oh. What about what about you? What my favorite diss record? Yeah. I don't know. I feel like it might be Suicide by Twista against Stewart. No, was it? It was against. Uh, See, it was so effective. We don't even remember <laughs> his name. Yeah, the dude is dead now. He literally did what he's what the song suggested. How about you? Um, mine is either. Was naughty by nature. Get your That's ass in the bathroom. <laughs> your teeth next to the mic. Well, say get your ass in the bathroom. Well, you gotta brush your teeth after a long day of jelly beans. <laughs> you know. You know what they say: three jelly beans a day brings the doctors your way. 
you know. That's another saying. Yeah. Everyone knows that saying. Yeah, yeah. Hit him up. Yeah. That's why that's why I fucking could you imagine if your dentist opened opened the door and was like, that's why I fucked your bitch, you fat motherfucker. <laughs> you have six cavities. <laughs> Because you're not flossing. <laughs> That's why I fucked you, bitch. <laughs> you fat motherfucker. He's an eight-year-old child. <laughs> he should have been flossing. It's his parents' fault. <laughs> oh, wow. man. Um, Bro, how's L.A.? Hold on. Let me answer your question first. Oh, yeah. That's this record. That's this. My, fa- my favorite is either... No Vaseline oh. by Ice Cube. Yes, 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 yes. Which, wait, are you talking about the big three? What? You said Ice Cube? Yeah. We're still talking about this record. Oh, okay. No Vaseline? Yeah, mm-hmm. my favorite one is either No Vaseline, which, you know, there's a lot of homophobia. A yeah. lot of anti-Semitism as well. Yeah, a lot of anti-Jew vibes. Mm-hmm. You know, but it was it was a different time. I don't want to say that, but and it was very effective as a disc record. But it was yeah, it was so vicious. It yeah. was so effective, and it that's the thing is when you make a disc record, that's also a jam. It's like mm-hmm. roasting somebody, dude. There's no like rules, dude. Anything goes. Right, I agree with that yeah. for the most part. Um, but yeah, when you make a diss record that's also a jam, people are just gonna play it in their cars right. and like everyone's gonna hear it. That's why I'm sorry, mm-hmm. but I prefer Takeover to Ether because it's more of the jam. Right. It's, it's, no, I see what you're saying. You know what? You know why I prefer Ether over Takeover? Is because Takeover homophobia on it. No, <laughs> come on now, because Takeover is three verses, right? Uh-huh. Am I correct? And There's only one Nas this one verse is all dedicated to Nas. The other two are right. about Nas's that was, homies. That was the uh, most disrespectful part. No, because literally, yeah, to, you could argue no, that you, you could argue that, but you know, not like same way that Pusha won with by just saying one line, yeah. like you're ho- you're hiding your child, yeah. like that immediately ended the beef, right? The beef was done. Drake lost, but just by Nas saying. Nigga, I fathered your style, mm-hmm. and everybody in New York knowing that was true, because the way Jay Z rapped before Nas came out and the way Jay Z rapped after Nas came out was radically different and radically similar to what Nas was doing. To me alone, makes the rest of Ether pointless. Mm-hmm. That line alone wins that wins the battle, and to be so blatant about it, and like the Nas traditional way of being like. This is a metaphor. I'm going to be metaphorical about this. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? Makes that entire thing just Yeah, I, will, I will say this. That when, when Jay-Z said, yeah, I sampled your voice. You were using it wrong. Yeah. Right. You made it a hot line. Well, I, I made it a hot song. That was... That's this a stretch. Yeah, bro. that's like, a lane. Uh, like, like, cause are you saying, oh, represent wasn't a good song? <laughs> like, are you fucking? No, but you're ridiculous? like, you're really trying to like yeah. rationalize your usage. Like, that's you, technically you really what took his shit. Like, 
You should at least just acknowledge that rather than that's try what the to whole act beef, like you right. took it and made it better and all that That's shit. what the whole beef like, from Nas's side was about. Nas didn't know that TakeOver was coming. You know what I'm saying? Nas was surprised because the idea was Nas was upset that Jay-Z didn't wait for him to record the, li- the tracks for him live. Nas was going to go to the studio while Jay-Z was recording and record those lines live. But Jay-Z was like under time constraints, so he just took the sample. So Nas was all down for him to use his voice. Totally down. He was going to do it for him. But then he didn't because Jay-Z was on the time constraints and kind of made it seem like, oh, he was better, whatever. Then Biggie dies, and Jay-Z is using like crazy amount of Biggie lines. And he also just shouts out Nas and like makes fun of Nas. And Nas was like, yo, fuck this. Like, it's over. And that's when Ether came out. All right, good night. Any, any albums to tell your homies to listen to? James, we're not done. I know, I know. I'm saying Brian for Brian. Um, <laughs> no ceilings. <laughs> free Yo's album. Because, yeah, the Carter 5 is about to come out. Yeah. It's going to be dope. And Free Yo's album. Yeah. Wow, No Ceilings is incredible. Yes. Yeah. Dude, when that first came out, that's all I listened to. Before you go to bed, mm-hmm. when we first got to college, mm-hmm. Fall of 2009. This is when those things came out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I had just, um, I had just gotten accepted onto the college newspaper photography yeah. team. Yeah. 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 And I was like, I was so happy to be there. I was like mm-hmm. ecstatic, even though like I think pretty much everyone who wanted to do it could do it. Uh, but on our at our first meeting, where it was sort of this orientation. Yeah. Um, one of the editors who was like our boss or whatever his, I think his name was Jeremy he I think he was your year Brian okay. I think his name was Jeremy he was, the, he was the photo editor he took out his laptop in the middle of the meeting and like I, I was I was shaken because this was so serious for me yeah. for him it was just like another day he took out his laptop and he downloaded No Ceilings in front of everybody <laughs> and then started playing it during the meeting. You know? That's yeah. How it opens with swag, the Swag Surf yeah. freestyle. Yeah. And why did, wait, why did he do that? What, what inspired him to do that? He, the fact that it had just come oh, out. It, just it came out, out at oh, that right. moment wow. during the meeting. Yeah. Holy he, shit. He's like, oh, Sorry, I got like yeah, the, yeah. he I pulls out his like yeah. 2008 Mac yeah. Pro yeah. and starts downloading. Go to Dat He went to Dat yeah, and got the download. Yeah, yeah. Whatever mixtape hosting site yeah, was I think like, it was Dat-Piv, yeah. definitely had to be Dat Downloads no ceilings, and sure enough, those horns. Yeah, like, I remember that like it was yesterday. Yeah, the horns. Yeah, that's nine years ago. Yeah, dude, I think we all remember when we first heard it. Like, yeah. I was in my friend's apartment. And it was just it just came on. There was like five of us who were just playing pong. We just stopped playing pong. He was like, "What the fuck is this?" Yeah, I'm pretty sure Shia played it for me. He was like, "Yo, you haven't heard this yet." He plays it. And I'm just like, "All right, I guess yeah. this is what we're doing for this week." Right. I guess this, yeah. this is no it. No ceilings was life changing. Yeah. yeah, that was a moment. Dude, dude that you know that whole I used to hate on Wayne because of that New York Times article where he was just on like on the front page of the New York Times, greatest rapper alive. It's like some like fucking 1940s, we just bombed the Japanese like type like headline mm-hmm. shit. It's like, why the hell is a rapper on the front page of the New York Times? Like this is the greatest rapper alive. Mm-hmm. I was like, ain't no way a non-New Yorker is the greatest rapper alive. To be 16 again right. is all I can say about that moment. To be 16 again. 
everything would have changed. Everything if I had the mind I have now, I and I was that young. This episode to be sixteen again. <laughs> yeah, no ceiling. No ceilings, dude. Dedication two. Right. Dedication three. Um, yeah. What were we talking about just before this? The this records, but it doesn't really matter. You just keep going about whatever. Right. So. So it would be for me. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So back to just this is one thing that irks me. Mm-hmm. The word, word Jay Z says. <laughs> he took he took the line. Yeah, made it hot. I'd, like like made bro, it hot. it's like bro, you used the man's voice. It's <laughs> your song. You used the man, the man you are trying to attack. You took his voice. Yeah. And used it as the backbone of your song. It's yep. like you can't. You should just ignore that. Yeah. Don't try to, don't try to twist and distort the truth about that. Don't try to turn that into something else. Just talk that about, happened. You know, talk about other things. Yep. That's why Super Ugly is way more effective to me than Takeover. Well, Super Ugly was vicious, was disgusting, petty. Yeah. Super. Yeah. Take over again. Back to my theory about disc records. If it's a jam, mm-hmm. then you get more points because then everyone's playing it. Anyway, so no, but so, so for me, it's between no Vaseline and and t-shirts and buttons. Whoa! By Little B. T-shirts and what? T-shirts and buttons. Who's that against? Joe Budden. Okay. I don't think I've ever heard that. Yeah. Pull up the lyrics to it right now. Shirts and buttons. T-shirts and buttons. Pull up the lyrics, yeah. There you go. Gotta go to genius. Hey, Joe Button, you're a motherfucking joke. I'm hip hop Ross rapper live T-shirts and buttons to the fucking morning shop. Rap niggas want to talk. I leave you with your drawers drop. Little beef, a little boss, big talk. Get your head cracked. I'm from the hood, but nigga terrorists with no head wraps. Whoa, West Side gangsters connected to the mob. Connected to the rock like I'm Jay Cole. Shoot like I'm Steve Nash. Four five top with the beat sash. Which one? No pussy over here. Pump it up. You're queer. <laughs> Trying to diss me when you got a fucking full beard. Wow, he he couldn't see the future. Sit down, old man. Your back about to blow out. My rap game. Rap like gold mine. Studying my dope rhymes. Rawest rapper in the game. It's like I'm sniffing coke lines. Losing all your hair, Joe. You think you need Rogaine. Joe Button, Joe Booty. What the fuck is your name? Shut the fuck up with those depressing ass songs. <laughs> it's the summertime. Get some, some fucking, fucking pussy, pussy and, and go, go home. home. Okay. <laughs> Bitch, I'm bass god. I should write you a fucking hit, Joey. Read this one. This one. I'm 20 and you 45. You look like you're you're 55. Spit like I'm 65. Eating pussy 69. You nasty old man probably getting butt fucked. You running around karate kid. Where's your fucking nunchucks? (laughs) Yo, he was going on. Performing at cafes. You still underground. How you go mainstream run back underground? Wow. That is a vicious line. Make you an example. I feed you ass samples. That is a fucking mean line right there. 
yeah, actually, you, you know, now that I'm looking at this, there's a lot of homophobia in this too. Oh yeah, definitely. Actually, there literally are no disc like records. none of the none mm-hmm. of the most iconic disc records have no homophobia in them. I think actually, I was gonna say I think one of the most underrated one is "The Bitch in You" by Common, which I don't know how much homophobia is in that. I mean, that title is already that's misogynistic. Or potentially transphobic. That is true. Let's let's pull up the lyrics to that. The bitch in you with two L's. Yeah, he can't and spell. And no you. The bitch in you. And yo. <laughs> That's right. He got. I got to take him off. Yeah. That's right. I got to take him off. Yeah. That's it. That's a sample. One, two. Yeah. Through yeah for sure, uh, calm sense yeah south side yeah niggas be outside yeah now busted out shot town a bitch nigga with an attitude named cube stepped to the con with the feud now what the fuck I look like this in the whole coast you ain't made shit dope since America's most wanted to wanted to cease from the Midwest to the east on the dick of the east for your first release you lead you lease it up at the crib house niggas get evicted videos with white boys talking you get wicked natural born killer nigga you natural born god oh look see he says use your high and learn don't take my words out of text went from gangsters to islam to the dick of das effects yeah there you go bro even common bro the 90s hip-hop super homophobic Super homophobic. Yeah, I mean, I guess that was just kind of like the hardest shit you could say. No, it was. It was. It was the most. It's also just like because the big, people were so afraid to be. It was the, seen as gay that exactly. you suggested that you were. I think this most effective bit. This is like a sad dichotomy and like a sad catch twenty two with being a black male in just America and just, I guess the world too, where your masculinity was taken from you, so you now have to be ultra masculinity like masculine, but at the same time that comes at the sacrifice of a whole bunch of other groups of people who voices aren't heard, who are now oppressed by you. So it's like a weird dichotomy, weird catch-22. How do you fix it? Listen, if you have the answer, you need to fucking speak up because besides for just all of us learning to be better people, which people refuse to do, that's that's the only option. I mean, I think... It's sort that's sort of already being reflected in the state of mainstream music. Mm-hmm. Like it's sort of not okay to say things like that anymore. Yeah, and the artists reflect it too. Lil Uzi yeah, could not a, come out in the '90s. There's no way he's one of my favorite rappers. So yeah, like yeah, yeah. In in the persona, in. In, in what you're allowed to say, it's it's being it's being reflected. I mean, obviously there are still there are still instances, mm-hmm. but it's like people don't like it. Yeah, they're quick to catch it. Yeah, yeah. What do you, so what do you think is like the worst thing you can say about somebody now? Well, I mean, Eminem just literally called Tyler the F word. Oh. Yeah. Sorry, I'm not paying attention to what Eminem is doing. It's I amazing. try not to either. That's the only album I actually listened to this week, from front to back. Um, 
And it was depressing. No, but I mean, like, what is what would be like the most effective thing to say against somebody? Like, what is the? I honestly think Pusha T already did it, where you're hiding a child, like literally, so like something that's like attacking them from moralistic. That's true. Yeah, attacking people from something truthful and moralistic, like you're a deadbeat dad. Right now is like a terrible thing. Back in the day, it was like, yeah, so are you. So what? And like you know what I'm saying, like saying something like, or maybe even saying something like, I like still I fucked your bitch. It's still big deal, you know. But apparently that's what Drake was gonna respond with, like yeah, that's why I fucked Kim K, some shit like that. It's like you oh, fat motherfucker. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, that's you know what I'm saying, like yeah, that's still one. Um, yeah. So, I mean, assuming it's true, that would be then, then the truth is going to be the biggest thing. Yeah, for sure. It's interesting that you say moralistic. It's like, oh, like you should be raising your kid. Like exactly. That's that's, yeah. that's hurtful. Like, oh, you should be doing this. It's, it, like, it's like we've gotten to a point now where like there's certain expectations for everybody. You know, like even though like yeah, we know. There's a lot of single mothers out there, but if you have the means, you should be at least like able to like step up and do something. Especially like these rappers, you know, you have you have fucking little wing with like seven kids that is like always showing off a different kid at some point in time. You know what I'm saying? Like and that guy was like fucking everything, and you're Drake, you're his protege, and you're gonna hide your one child. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, but that's on. the thing is like, if you said something like that against Wayne, no one would care especially back then no way even, but yeah but even now it's sort of like no one would care because yeah for whatever reason but it's like for some reason because that's a drape it's like well he also he's, so, he's squeaky clean besides yes, for this he's yeah. squeaky like fuck if, if you told me drake was celibate this entire time i'd be like oh that may yep i can see it yeah definitely you know what i'm saying like he's like he's so good boy that yeah. to say that oh you have a child at a wedlock and also this child you're hiding them is kind of like whoa where did this come from Drake like yeah. who are you did I ever really actually know the artist named Drake yeah and I, I think that's that's also just a sign of our time it's like kind of like the most the worst you could do to someone is expose something about them mm-hmm. you know expose some untruth where it's like Drake doesn't have a responsibility to tell the public about his kid no in fact it's actually it was like, more was responsible he, was to do he supposed not to, to tweet yeah was he supposed to make a tweet that said I have a kid no Mm-mm. he's not he shouldn't be expected to do that but that's the thing is in hyper transparency if you're if anything is missing, so that's a vulnerability. Yeah, it's crazy. It's just it's yeah, it's a different game now, entirely. It's entirely a different game, and I don't know if, as a culture, we've caught up to the changes in the game, um, or I don't know if the game's caught up to the changes in the culture itself. I mean, you have Eminem still calling people the F word, and I'm saying the F word. I'm not even saying the <laughs> word. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, there's a difference. If this was 2000, 
in seven, I would just be saying it like crazy, like da 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 da. da. Right. But yeah. Like, yeah, it's. When was the last time you watched Unforgivable? I don't even know. But you know what I'm talking about? The YouTube uh, uh, series from like 2006? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or yeah, the yeah. guy in the woods? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that whole thing is just like a domestic violence comedy. Yeah. You know? And now it's like you look at it and you're like, uh. Didn't age too well. Yeah, it's that's like, what we th- said. I feel like yeah, that's what we say. Like this didn't age well. Yeah, and I feel like things age worse at an accelerated speed now. Mm-hmm. I, think. I think like things look at Tyler. Yeah, you know, when he came out, he was doing everything that would not be okay today. Yep, and now he's like the darling of the woke critical yeah. world. Yeah. Um, yeah I mean I guess you kind of have to be aware enough to move with that pulse yeah or you'll get swept up in it it's kind of yeah it's it's, I, I see especially being from New York what I see a lot is the old guard clashing head first with this not even this new guard just like the new age that we live in and for them and for a lot of people even older than they are like hip hop was something that was everything was a uniquely personal experience that was so locally based that literally they could make the changes that they wanted to do right you know what I'm saying like KRS one could literally change like this is what we're doing from now on or be or uh, what do you call it? Um, public enemy be like, this is how we're sounding for now on. These are samples we use. This is the tempo that you're gonna use. Rock enemy be like, this is how we rhyming. We're using you know integrated inner inner sentence syllab- syllables like multisyllabic rhymes. This is what we're doing. And now they're going against a force of hip hop. They did it so well and continue to do it so well. It proliferated. It went everywhere to the point where now they're going against a force of a global economy that is rooted in the stuff that they made in their local neighborhoods and it's like i you know i understand and i like sympathize with everybody that's in hip hop cuz hip hop is like a like kind of uh, very tough place to be in tough world to live in and i also sympathize with these these old guards that are looking at it because you know even q tip said if hip hop is if it's pop it's not hip hop right you know that one famous line if it's yeah, don't call it pop if it's pop it ain't hip hop whatever and the beat breaks and whatever like that is no longer the case hip hop is now global in a way that it's never been thanks to the internet thanks to its rising popularity just in general the ease of making it I mean like hip hop literally is allowing scores of young people to write down their feelings and emotions over 808 beats that you can find there's overabundance of producers making these beats and becoming stars and it's like really hard, I think, for them to understand like, yo, this, there's no longer you can tie yourself down to like, oh, this is the one way we're going to do it. It's just, it's a huge web now, you know, no pun intended because internet would, but it's like a huge web. So like, yeah, even if, even if I don't like the little peeps of the world, they still speak to somebody and they're still using hip hop as a medium to do it. And it could be tough if you're 50 
from New York in an era from an era where you go down to down the block and hip hop sounds totally different, but it still sounds like the rooted like oh yeah this is the shit that we used to listen to you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Does that, you know that makes sense? Flex. Like yeah, he's clearly like floundering mm-hmm. in this. Is that a word? Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's clearly like doesn't know what to do with yeah. all these waves hitting him at the same time. He doesn't know what to co-sign, what to like denounce, you know. But like he's a legend. Yeah. And, no, but and he like the one thing I would say the funk flex is nobody's ever gonna take that status away from you. You did what you did. Except him. You did what you did. Leave it at that. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you don't have, like, I don't need to have your opinion on everything. Your Funk Flex. If you literally, if Funk Flex came and he dropped a playlist four times a year that was just old school shit, it would still make me, it, that would probably make me more excited to see Funk Flex's name than any than his any of his radio shows, any of his freestyles, anybody's freestyle on his show. Like, it would literally make me excited because just like, like Stretch Armstrong, you see Stretch Armstrong once a year because he does a mixtape, and I've never seen him. Oh, dude, Stretch has some ill shit. Like, or the summertime mixtapes that used to be with uh, Jazzy Jeff and what's his name? Um, those was fire. You never needed to like. It's a celebration of music. Like we, we're hip hop is old enough now that we can actually celebrate it, just it itself in and of itself. And these people are gonna be needed to archive and celebrate the genre in themselves. Like, you now can just do oldies, hip-hop, like, roller skating. You know what I'm saying? Like, good, do that. Just do that. Like, there's nothing wrong with it. Just because it's hip-hop doesn't mean it has to be young. You know? Like, yes, hip-hop will always be led by the young. But celebrate it. You know? It's amazing that kids from the hood have now made the most popular genre in the world. And it's just been built on itself. You know what I'm saying? So, like, just, just... Enjoy it, but it's hard to because you have to make money, I guess. You have to be, you always want to be at the top, and blah blah blah. It's an ego driven, as much as it is a music driven community, it's an ego driven community. It's a competition. So, should I tell people what I'm listening to? You can if you want to. Can I just say that? Can I just guess one one album that you're listening to? Of course. Blonde by Frank Ocean. I thought it was only new music. It could be any music that you're listening to. Yeah, you know, I'm listening to Blonde Eyes. <laughs> but, um... Let's see. Squidtastic. Never heard of that. It's the new Saw Baby mixtape. Did he get that name from Squid Nice? Nah, he's been talking about squids for years. Really? <laughs> yeah, he is the squid. The ultimate squid. Um, listening to Ariana Grande's album. Really? How do you like it? Some, some good ones on there. Yeah. Uh, I'm never going to listen to it, so I'll take your, take your advice on that one. <laughs> Young Nudie's album. Is that fire? Mm-hmm. Okay, good. He's been pretty good. 
Mitski's album. I don't even know who that is. Mitski? Mitski. M-I-D-S-K-I or M-I-T-S-K-I? The second one. M-I-T? Yeah. What else am I listening to? Tierra Wax album. Oh my god. Wack World? Yes. Oh my god, dude. Uh, Super uh, Pretty Ugly? So sick. Yeah, it goes to that song all day, every day. Um, Keys album. 777? Amazing. Yeah. Came out months ago. I still listen to it all the time. No, I've actually, I listened to it a month after it came out, and I've been, like, calling back to certain songs, like, so consistently. Sick. I'm listening to a lot of Little Flip's old music. Okay. I used to be really into him when I was a kid. I flip. 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 Yeah. Game over. Flip. Yeah. <laughs> I bought his albums. I bought Underground Legend, mm-hmm. which came out in 2002. Yep. And then I bought this, the one with Game Over on yeah. it, which came out in 2004, called You Got to Feel Me, <laughs> where he's on the cover holding a giant boombox <laughs> saying, You Got to Feel Me. <laughs> you will definitely feel me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's about it. Alright. So I've been listening to let me figure out what I've been listening to. I did listen to that Eminem album Kamikaze. I thought it was trash. So if you were expecting me to be like worshiping his dick, I'm sorry. Go someplace else. Uh I think there was one good song I liked on it. Fall. Oh, and I also like Lucky You because randomly when Joyner Lucas isn't freestyling and he just like writes his shit down and he makes an album cut, it's pretty good usually. Listen to producers. There's one guy named Swam. He's pretty good. This like Portuguese group. Uh, I can't even pronounce their name. It's D-E-G-I-H-E-U-G-I. Pretty good. And I've also been listening to this... Uh, HL, the Hispanic rapper. I'm a big fan of his shit. It's just weird. I like it. Try to listen to that Shoreline, Shoreline Mafia party pack shit. I don't think they're that good. I'm not really a big, big fan of them. I thought Bustin was pretty good. Um, And what was the last one they talk about? Oh, yeah. I went back to Ski, ski Mask, the Slump God. Randomly, I'll go into his discography again or just listen to all his old shit his new shit right now it's Baby Wipe just cause of Fantastic Four line that shit's so fire like every single what time I hear that uh, how you feeling bro I'm feeling fantastic uh, oh like no he goes how you feeling bro like the four I'm feeling fantastic <laughs> which one bro uh, Mr. Fantastic cause my money's stretched elastic it's pretty <laughs> good yeah, it's pretty fucking good whenever I listen to, whenever I hear that shit I'm just like you know the way he does his voice and everything like that yeah. it's just like so perfect and then there was I heard a remix of it that was like this like SoundCloud type of producer so it was like all smooth and stuff like that but it, it was pretty good yeah he's sick I mean he's interesting because yeah. he kind of came up in this in this uh, crew of super simplistic like like shitty SoundCloud rapper, mm-hmm. but then he's actually like 
he's incredible. Like his the the way he uses the beats, the way he uses his vocal inflections, like his beats are always weird. His videos are weird. Like everything about him is not simple, yet it puts on a facade of being extremely simple because the hooks are usually like four lines repeated, and like you know it's kind of like the wave, but the four lines that he does, like that fantastic line, is the hook. But, like, if you think about what he's saying, it's like, how are you feeling, bro? Like, the form feeling fantastic. Like, why would you... Who who talks like that? Yeah, it's... I feel... It's like he's doing, like, these pump fakes. Yeah. Almost. Where you think he's about to just say something, like, regular, and then he, like, switches hands. Yeah. And, like, arms tight. Yeah. He's, like, faking you out. Yeah, he's, he's one of my, like, ones I go back to. Him and... Uh, Uzi, obviously, and uh, surprisingly, even though he is super simplistic, I do listen to Pump a good amount, and uh, can't really think about anybody else that I listen to, like, just to get me hyped. Or actually, uh, Lil Baby. I listen to Squidtastic. I will, I will, I will, for sure. Alright, do you have your socials that you want to shout out, or anything like that? Nope. Alright, cool. We're PS4. Follow James on Twitter, <laughs> Instagram. Yeah, PS PS forty eighty on everything, including your mom. Have That's a good night. Fuck, never mind. <laughs> Wait, what were you saying? No, no, say, say, say that. I said, thank you so much for having me on the show. Appreciate that. Nah, nah, you said something else. You said something else. <laughs> fuck you. I right, one piece. When the day dies in my city and the sun sets in that ocean, that's the time I get coasted. PCH with the sunroof open. Kissing the curves, I'm in motion. Music is loud and I'm smoking. Way past Malibu, lost in space. When I get in my zone, I'll be ghosting.